Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series from canvas to screen on select Saturdays in March. Enjoy a film that captures the drama and beauty of some of history's most celebrated works of art, including Metropolis, Days of Heaven, and Marie Antoinette at NortonSimon.org. Come see the new quiz show, Go Fact Yourself, with special guests Andy Richter and Fresh Air's Tanya Mosley. It's March 23rd at the Crawford. Get your tickets at las.com slash events. LAist Studios. Today on the LA Report, a storm forecast for this coming week may mean the start of a long rainy period. A rare bird is found trapped in fishing line, and it's not alone. This is the number one reason we have surgical interventions for birds. Later, you'll hear from comedian Kate Berland. She has a one-woman show about the absurdity of how we all perform our own identities. And finally, an art exhibit featuring the work of artists commissioned for metro stations along the K-Line from West Adams to Westchester. It's Sunday, January 28th. I'm Julia Paskin. That's all coming up on the weekend edition of the L.A. Report from LAist 89.3. But first, here's the latest news. An atmospheric river looks to be heading straight for Southern California later this week. And although it's still a bit far out, we may see more than six inches of rain in less than two weeks. Here's UCLA climate scientist Daniel Swain. There is the potential for a significant flood event, at least in some parts of Southern California, at some point in early to mid-February from this pattern. Swain says there are clear signs that El Nino is influencing our recent weather. The National Weather Service is expecting the bulk of the rain to fall between Thursday and next weekend. The office says they are still gauging how hard it will fall, but it will be consistent and steady with a chance of flooding possible. Los Angeles County is looking to create an office that would partner with local faith organizations to connect residents with social services. The county is modeling its office on what Pasadena has been doing since 2005. Kerwin Manning is the chairman of Pasadena's Clergy Community Coalition. My prayer is that these partnerships will benefit those who are marginalized, underserved, and that will benefit all of us. Next step for L.A. County, a follow-up report on the coalition is due within 90 days. Two protections put in place during the pandemic for Los Angeles city renters will expire later this week. For the first time in more than four years, landlords will be able to raise rent again for apartment dwellers with a cap between 4 to 6 percent. Also, renters who fell behind on their rent between October 2021 and the end of this month will need to pay the full amount back, except for about 3,000 people who are waiting to get money from the city's emergency renters assistance program. A rare bird is now recovering in San Pedro after it was found entangled in fishing equipment at the beach. J.D. Bergeron is treating this yellow-billed loon at the International Bird Rescue. Unfortunately, this is the number one reason we have surgical interventions for birds. Usually it's fishing hooks, fishing line. In this case, there was also a bit of netting that you can see. Fishing lines and nets account for an estimated 10% of all disposable waste in our oceans. Emily Parker is with Heal the Bay and offers tips for those who love to fish. If you're using a fishing line that's made out of plastic, cutting the line only if you absolutely have to, right? Not cutting that line and not leaving that line in the water. And when you're done with it, making sure that it's coming out of the water and that it's being 
put in a proper receptacle for it. That loon, by the way, is recovering. You can read more about the bird and how we can help our feathered friends at LAist.com. Tomorrow night, the Space Shuttle Endeavor is finally going for stack. That's when the 180-pound orbiter will be lifted into its launch position. It'll be the only shuttle in the world to have a full vertical stack at its new home at the California Science Center. Jeff Rudolph is the president and CEO of the museum. It's a pretty delicate move. I'm very careful. There are a few obstacles and challenging points. And, and Endeavor is very fragile. They're, it's easily damaged, so we have to be really careful in doing the move. Ken Phillips is curator of aerospace science for the California Science Center. We've got two cranes that are to come up, just like we did for the external tank. And we've got one crane at the back that will very slowly let out its cable. That's when we get the orbiter vertical. Bad weather, such as high winds, could delay the project. Our reporter, McKenna Sievertson, will be out Monday night to check out that process. So stay with us for more in a couple of days. More after this break. Support for LAist comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series From Canvas to Screen, capturing the drama and beauty of some of history's most celebrated works of art. Films include Metropolis by Fritz Lang, Days of Heaven by Terrence Malick, and Marie Antoinette by Sofia Coppola. Screenings are at 4.30 p.m. on consecutive Saturdays now through March 30th. More information at nortonsimon.org. Starting a home renovation project is a big investment and comes with a lot of decisions, from setting a realistic budget to gathering estimates and finding a reliable and honest contractor. That's why I'm so happy to have found Realm. They help with every step. Realm is here to give you personalized, trusted guidance for all your home improvement projects. With Realm, you'll get an unbiased renovation advisor who will help you with expert advice and support through the whole process. Your Realm Advisor will match you with triple-vetted high-quality contractors, share accurate project estimates, assist with project planning, guide you through financial options, and provide customized data-driven support so your project stays on schedule and on budget. See for yourself why Realm is the largest renovation service in California. Schedule your free meeting with a Realm Advisor today. Go to realmhome.com. Mention the LA report during your first advisor meeting for a special offer. Visit realmhome.com. You'll be so glad you did. That's realmhome.com. Now to the L.A. Report, I'm Julia Paskin. Kate Berlant's one-woman show is now in its L.A. premiere at the Pasadena Playhouse. You may recognize Berlant from roles in Don't Worry Darling and the television show A League of Their Own, or from her comedy special Cinnamon in the Wind, where she flexes her absurdist humor on topics from growing up in L.A. to what it feels like to be an actor in the spotlight. Yeah, I don't even know what date is. Ask me what date is. Don't know. I'm an artist. Okay. <laughs> I'm more pulled by the tides. <laughs> it is sometimes, I'll admit it, hard being the only artist in the room. Um. Berlant's work often satirizes the nature of being a performer and how self-exploration can become performative. And when we spoke, she explained how the show, called Kate, is not your typical solo performance. It's sort of a one-woman show about one-woman shows or any show um, or any attempt to 
narrativize one's life or put sort of a clean story together about why we are the way we are or our identities. My comedy, I mean, I'm a stand-up comedian. This show is not stand-up. This is more akin to a play, really. But the themes that are often my stand-up sort of orbit around of like persona and the performance of self, that's still definitely here. And I think this show is sort of about the performance of self and when that performance fails, essentially, and what might what new opportunities might open up through that failure. Can you tell us a little bit about the show development, where the idea, the structure came from, and uh, the director is Bo Burnham, how the two of you work together to make this piece of work? Yeah, Bo is a, is a friend of mine. He directed my stand-up special, Cinnamon in the Wind, which you can stream on Hulu, FX, I might add. And um, so we started working together on this. I was coming out of the pandemic and hadn't done stand-up or been on stage at all. And he came to my like very first time being on stage again, and we just really were talking after the show and this kind of idea came up. He sort of posed to me as like, what would it be like if you actually wrote something and didn't just kind of improvise and wing it so much? And so I started to write this show. It's just sort of my favorite way to collaborate is with my close friends. And yeah, it, it really just kind of comes out of that natural friendship. You uh, you did grow up in Santa Monica, and you're still based here in L.A. Uh, does the L.A. region or your experience living and growing up here, does that appear in the show at all? Certainly. I would say the the background is for this show and sort of the tone is kind of essentially perhaps a Los Angeles story, or I could never get away from the fact, nor would I try to get away from the fact that I'm from Santa Monica and that I'm an actress. <laughs> um, the show is definitely about um, actresses. Tell, tell me more about that. Tell me about your opinion of what that title means. My own sort of need for attention or to be adored and kind of the the embarrassing reality of that and also maybe the sort of sincerity of that, um, which again kind of is at times deeply humiliating, but also maybe allows for connection in the end. Mm. Um, I mean, this show definitely is about theater. And, you know, I did the show in New York, which is, of course, a very traditionally a theater town. And now I'm doing it in L.A., which less so, of course, Los Angeles is a movie town. It's Hollywood. And so what are sort of the implications and the the tone of doing a, a play in a city like this, where most people sort of get on stage in hopes of being in movies and TV. And I myself, I'm, like I said, I'm a stand-up comic. I love being in front of crowds. I love doing theater, but there's no way around the fact that this is also my naked attempt to get into films. <laughs> and so the show is kind of about that because I could never pretend that it wasn't. Any uh, stand-up or, or any other acting appearances that we can expect in the future? Oh my God, good question. I'm available. Um, <laughs> I'm currently, I mean, really, I've been quite absorbed in this show. And so whereas I'm always, you know, writing and generating things and hoping everything will happen, as you know, because of the recent strikes, everything's like been totally on hold for good reason. But um, we'll see. I mean, the show really is my attempt to ultimately find acting work. So get the word out, folks. That is Kate Berlant. Her one-person show, Kate, is at the Pasadena Playhouse through February 11th. You can also catch her special, Cinnamon in the Wind, on Hulu. Kate, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. 
new exhibition at the Museum of African American Art in Baldwin Hills showcases the communities and art along the K-Line. That's the year-old metro line that runs through South Los Angeles. Each stop along the K-Line features public art by community artists. LAist's Kevin Tidmarsh got the cool assignment to hop on the metro to check out some of the pieces and talk to the artists. I'm here at a metro stop in Inglewood, along the busy Florence Avenue. Artist Jeff McFetridge meets me here to show me his work, us, as a measure of openness. The sort of like conceptual core of it is this idea that living in a city like Los Angeles is like living in a city that's constantly changing. His art features hand-drawn people of all ages, dressed all sorts of ways, working all sorts of jobs. So these people are like carrying the weight, and then these people are like risen up, like it's almost like these people are carrying the stair that then these people will step on to rise up. He says he wanted the work to speak to the change happening in this community, to have difficult conversations about things like gentrification, but with imagery. So something like, for example, a train line coming to your neighborhood. There's going to be all these changes that are out of your control, and some of it's going to be great, and some of it's going to be maybe bad for you. His work, and all the public art along the K-Line, was paid for by money from Metro, which sets aside a small fraction of construction costs for art. My next stop. Zipporah Yamamoto is here with me at the station. She's Metro's senior director of public art. She shows me a vibrant mosaic of overlapping turquoise, orange, and green patterns set against a blue background. It's a a mural by the artist Shanique Smith. And um, this mural, you can see words in it. Those are the words of Dr. King taken from a few of his speeches. And you can see mirrors embedded in the mosaic artwork. And the idea is um, people will walk by and they will see themselves reflected in the words of Dr. King and in this beautiful artwork here on the concourse level. We head out of the station and up into the Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Plaza to the Museum of African American Art and an exhibit that displays the sketches that led to the public art along the K-Line. And then in front of us is Shanique Smith's study for the artwork that we saw on the concourse level when we came up. And just a few steps away are Jeff McFetridge's sketches. And then what we're hearing, and if we go around this corner we can see it, a video series by Community Voices video series by Mobilaji Olampiwonu. And I see Mobilaji has just arrived. Oh, we go over and say hello. Olampiwonu is a documentary filmmaker. He produces short vignettes about local residents and artists, which you can find on Metro's YouTube. It gave me a chance to really explore because I've been in the community, I've been around the community, but um, but I hadn't really had the opportunity to like kind of sit with it and really ruminate and think what is important to, to me, what's important to the community. His video series has profiled everyone from the artists behind the K-Line public art to the owners of Randy's Donuts, as well as some elders who are old enough to remember the South LA streetcar that came before the K-Line. It's such a wonderful, rich um, community that I think just having you know, having people have access to it, and even if they're just passing through, they get to see what's available, and I think that's the part that's, um, that was really inspiring. The K-Line runs north from here to Expo Crenshaw, where it connects with the rest of the metro. Right now, the train line is pretty quiet, or at least it was when I was on board. According to Metro data, it's the least used metro line by far, 
with about 2,000 riders on an average weekday. But Metro plans to open a new station connecting it to LAX later this year, which will bring more people to see this art and get to know the community. For LAist 89.3, I'm Kevin Tidmarsh. You can see the exhibit Here, Arts and Culture along the K-Line at the Museum of African American Art in Baldwin Hills until February 25th. Go to LAist.com to read more about the project. Thanks for listening to the Weekend Edition of the L.A. Report. The Weekend L.A. Report is hosted by me, Julia Paskin, and produced by Kevin Tidmarsh and Monica Bushman. Our engineer is Sean Corey Campbell. The podcast is edited by Fiona Ng. Catherine Mailhouse is the Director of Content Development, and our Vice President of Podcasts is Shana Naomi Crockmall. Join us back here tomorrow. You can read more at LAist.com and listen live on the LAist app or on the radio at 89.3 FM. Listeners like you help make the LA Report possible. Please donate at las.com slash join. This podcast is supported by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe quality journalism makes Southern California a better place to live. LAS Studios operates within the homelands of the Gabrielino Tongva people. We recognize the painful history of displacement, settler colonialism, and erasure of the people, their language, and their sovereignty. Visit laist.com land for more information. We encourage you to get curious about the land on which you live and work. Hey, it's Brian, the host of How to LA, a podcast that is a love letter to Los Angeles. Independent movie theaters are having a glow-up moment. Vidiot's and Eagle Rock, amazing. We have our friends at the American Cinematheque. The Vista just reopened. In our new series, Revival House, we'll take you inside these spots and share their history. Because movie history is L.A. history. Listen to Revival House on How to L.A. wherever you listen to podcasts.